The views and opinions expressed on Beautiful Disasters are those of the panelists and not those of the Geeks Under the Influence Network, their sponsors, or anyone else involved. Also, there is going to be a lot of adult language used on this podcast, so please keep your little kitties away, unless you don't care about them that much. Beautiful disasters. Woo! We have a wonderful film oh, to cover yeah. today. A shining, shimmering star in the cinema firmament. Yes. <laughs> but to introduce us, in case you are just joining this podcast, uh, Beautiful Disasters is a show where we talk about maybe some of the lesser known movies, cult yeah. classics, B movies. Things that deserve the limelight for one reason or another, whether it's a good reason or a bad reason or a what the ever loving fuck mm. reason, that remains to be seen. Yes. And let me introduce myself since I almost forgot on the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> you were just too excited for the I, Devil's Express. It's I okay. I was. I was. I am the Groots. Hi, Groots. I'm Murphy. I am missing an organ, but I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> best best kind of intro and we have a lovely guest today yes i'm so stoked to have her back actually um she was our guest the very first time that i was like a, a fill-in co-host for mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. yes what an honor i know it was oh my gosh and we did another musical then yeah we did oh my gosh yeah so uh my lovely guest will you introduce yourself oh sure um from the long forgotten because we haven't recorded in forever apologize if you're a listener deeply upsetting podcast i'm amy bogard what Yay. a treat to be back amy. i'm so glad that you're here with us I'm me really stoked. too thank you i guess for having me watch this film a <laughs> really yes. wonderful i just i when i hadn't watched it either prior to this but the second, like, I learned of it, its existence, I was like, I know who I want to watch this movie <laughs> with. And it was literally you two. Yes. Thank you so much. It, it, was, it was a calculated choice. Um, and I totally forgot that, um, yes, uh, the last time you were on, we did, we did the, the fog. We did the Bollywood film, which, of course, Bollywood movies, most of them anyway also happen to be musicals love it which this one is oh is it ever so, but before we get into that that you know <laughs> glorious film um i just want to know like a little bit like how you guys been doing like what have you been watching what's mm -hmm. been filling your I... filling your days with solace <laughs> <laughs> i've been i've been catching up on things like oh. you know i mean obviously last time we recorded we we you know main episode we spoke about your epic journey uh, where, where you were just holed up for a weekend and caught up on everything over the last year. Right. The fun <laughs> holding up for a weekend as opposed to like what I just did where I was yeah. just sideways not able to do anything other than sleep. I mm. did end up pulling the trigger and I got myself one of those Regal subscription passes. I need oh, yeah. to do that too. It's like $21, $22 a month and there are, as far as I can tell, there aren't any limits to it. No, um, nice. So, which is nice. And so I caught up on a couple things, things that I wouldn't have normally shelled that money for. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm still such a, 
such a barely fan at this point of Marvel movies, but I did see the the, the new one. Oh, I thought you were just going to be like, I'm still such a tight ass. <laughs> no. no, but but I did see Cocaine Bear, and that shit was fucking oh, awesome. I, I still have not seen so that. Bad. We should go. Yeah, we should definitely oh go. Yes, mm-hmm. 100% yes, please do, mm-hmm. um, because it is worth seeing. It is worth supporting. It's a perfect, um, accessible genre movie that has budget enough to be good. Mm, nice. And it's well-written, and Elizabeth Banks, badass. Mm. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I can't wait to see it. I also cannot wait. I can't believe I haven't seen it yet. I can't wait to see Creed 3. Um, yeah. An unexpected thing about me is that I'm like a huge Rocky fan. <gasps> I'm a massive Rocky I fan. I have been that. my whole life. And uh, yeah, the Creed movies. I truly love them. So how, we rewatched them last week. That's How awesome. recently have you seen the original Rocky Within the year, probably. Okay. Yeah, I, I watch the Rocky movies a lot. Not all of them. I don't rewatch all of them. Two is my favorite, so that's probably the one that I've seen the most frequently. Um, but I'll rewatch one through three and then the Creed movies. I totally all the forgot time. about how problematic Rocky getting into a relationship with Adrian was. Yeah, it's it was just not like, good. <laughs> bro. I have a confession. Yeah. You've never I've, seen them? I've never seen them. Murphy! I know. I know. Do you want to have a marathon and, and fix me and make me whole? <laughs> uh, With after the Rocky you, movies? After you can start having alcohol again, maybe. Because <laughs> they start to really like go off the fucking rails. You don't want to watch hard. me be sober and struggling with what are essentially stab wounds. To, <laughs> well, understand. Well, I guess you'll this. feel Rocky's pain. <laughs> I'll tell you, the only one that I would request that you watch on behalf of this podcast is rocky four absolutely Actually, i think that's specifically absolutely. the one that my partner was like i'm getting this box set and we're going to do yes this. and <laughs> however they recut they uh recently released a new cut of it that mixed it up a little bit took out some of the stuff like the robot and shit like fuck you a robot. Mm-hmm. there's a robot in it and they took yeah it out? it's literally mm-hmm. the greatest 80s one of the greatest 80s american 80s movies of all time absolutely all right okay Hot yep, i believe you um mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah, I clearly need to fix yeah, that. Yeah, you need to watch them. I can't wait for you to experience. I mean, Sylvester Stallone's writing is so beautiful. <laughs> he wrote them, in case you oh, didn't know that. Good. <laughs> and it's very funny. You'll understand this once you've watched all of them, but we were rewatching The Creeds um, because we were hoping to see Creed 3 this week. Didn't get around to it. Um, but we were rewatching them, and, you know, Sylvester Stallone did not write Creed, mm-hmm. but I do feel like they let him write some of his own lines oh, because they... it's definitely got his Rockyisms. Where Rocky will just go, he'll just keep talking because a lot of people in his life don't talk, mm-hmm. and so all of a sudden he's just like, "Yeah, and that's how I feel, and that's that, and I think that, and uh, yeah." So that's what I've been thinking about that, and it just goes. <laughs> forever and that happens a few times in creed so what you're saying this is so beautiful is that rocky is Mm -hmm. a Mm five-year-old who boxes pretty much yeah tell stories i mean he starts like he already has boxes brain damage in the first movie right i mean and it's pretty clear that's fair and adrian made a huge mistake (laughs) yeah completely (laughs) but in any case you'll see you'll see a whole other how about you you've been on the mend (laughs) have you seen anything recently um, I've been catching up on odds and ends. The one, one of the ones that I'm really excited that I watched was uh, a movie called Bound. Um, that is just deliciously gay. Um, oh, are you talking so about? It is, Meg that's Tilly? on my list. Yes, or so, Jennifer Tilly. Uh, yes, so it oh. is directed by the Wachowskis mm-hmm. and stars Gina Gershon, um, and Jennifer Tilly, and God, it's, they did that and. They are 
super hot and mm-hmm. super queer. Mm-hmm. And then there's like mafia tension. And yeah, it's like a it's, gay heist, doesn't yeah. it? It's on my list. I've yeah. been wanting to watch I have a copy that. of it. I will rewatch yes. it with you. It yes. is like, I just was <laughs> watching both of them and I was just like, oh my God. Oh my God. Like, I'm, I feel like I was sweating. I was like, I have to watch this alone. Like, no one can see me sweat like this the first time <laughs> I watched this. But yeah, no, they were, they were like, they were really, I really enjoyed it. Um, and I watched that with Heavenly Creatures. And then, like, I went back through and was, just kind of cleaning up more odds and ends because you know I don't have a ton of energy yet but like I watched Antlers and Skinnamarink and we're all going to the World's Fair and um, my mom and I watched uh, Last Night in Soho together Um, and she really enjoyed it actually so did I but um, I also got to show my mom Voyage of the Rock Aliens uh, because my mom was like yeah I'm just not in the mood for horror tonight Um, and you're like perfect and I, I like basically my brain either wanted to watch horror movies or Studio Ghibli stuff, um, and then suddenly my I was just like, "Mom, can we watch Voyage of the Rock Aliens? It's not a horror movie." <laughs> and she was like, "Sure." And as we were watching, she was like, "What is this? And why? How did they get Ruth Gordon in this?" Oh well, let me just mention mm-hmm. since you brought it up. Oh yeah, I was going to save it to the end, but you know we can, we can re mention it again. Oh, we uh, will. We this will episode it. will come out prior to the Richmond GalaxyCon convention That's at the right. end of March. Yep, the 24th, the 25th, and the 26th. And Beautiful Disasters has an evening show on Friday the 24th at mm-hmm. 10 p.m. And we are closing the night with a fun time. Uh, this will be the third time we've done the con. Mm-hmm. And we are going to be um, riffing and doing that. But we're also going to be screening and enjoying and having super amounts of fun with Voyage of the Rock Aliens. I'm really excited to share that movie with everybody. I think it's going to be a blast and oh, yeah, big like, time. encouraging people to dance. Yeah, um, actually, Friday is definitely like my big day of the con because it'll be my first time being on the panel for Beautiful Disasters at GalaxyCon where we show Voyage of the Rock Aliens at 10 p.m. And I'm also doing my first solo panel that I've ever done, which is called We Are the Queer Doe's Mister, which is about... Um, it's a brief history of queer horror movies or queerness in horror movies. And then, like, I want to have a discussion with everybody and talk about, like, where we see ourselves represented in film, whether it's overtly or just a character that we identified with or an actor or writer or what have you. Um, so I'm really excited for that. And I'm really hopeful it goes well. And that's Yay! at 545 on Friday. So come be gay with me. <laughs> It'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, let's what a be, dream of an invitation. Go ahead be, and take them up on that. Yeah. Let's be queer and spooky together. That's all I want. (laughs) That's my whole life. (laughs) And that also brings us kind of to the movie that we chose for this episode, because what better to release an episode of a badass 80s musical before we screen a different badass 80s musical (laughs) at the con? And of course, we are talking about 1980s The Apple. That's right. Also Mm -hmm. known as Star Rock, apparently, but I didn't find anything like... Oh, yeah. yeah. There there are a couple other poster titles, different Mm -hmm. countries, but this is a passion project produced by one of the founders of Canon Films, Menahem Menahem Golan. Golan. Yeah. Of Golan and Globus. Yeah. And um, yes, we'll get into, you know... He really was passionate about this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to the point where the people that wrote it were really upset with the way that he kind of took things, apparently. <laughs> like the oh. two the people that approached him were um, 
It was a uh, Kobe uh, Rect and Iris Yovats or Iris Rect. You'll see her uh, credited as as well. And like, it started off as like, you know, like we'll do it for three million dollars. And they were like, okay, that should be plenty for the vision that we have. And then he kept coming back and being like, I've gotten another million. We're going to do this bigger. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, what? Oh. Um. So yeah. So before I ask you for like, I just need you to try summarizing this, but I just need to point out that this movie, according to the box set, happens in the glitzy, glittering, futuristic world of 1994. (laughs) Love that so much. I do too. I was just like, that's a really random year to choose. It is. And also, if you didn't know that that was the year, when you watched the movie and you looked at the costuming and whatnot doesn't it very clearly look like they said it in the year 2000 yes it's extremely 2000 yeah it looks like yeah no it looks like it should be a lot further out (laughs) at least 2000 it looks like the people that wrote xenon girl of the 21st century saw this and was like yes that's the costuming move yes um so amy uh are you able like give us (laughs) Just a brief summary of what the, what is this movie about, or what do you think this movie was about? Oh my on? god, this movie um, <laughs> was as subtle a Christian metaphor as a hammer to the brain. <laughs> it's an yep. Adam and Eve tale. Um, the okay, the most important thing I think about this movie to know is that. There's apparently a cut scene that's supposed to be a prologue to the yes. movie that would explain literally everything, but it was cut. So yep. there's no answers whatsoever until the end when everybody gets raptured. Okay, so <laughs> it's an Adam and Eve metaphor. Again, very yeah. subtle. If you've seen it and you didn't quite catch that, so sorry for the spoiler. Um, but it's an Adam and Eve metaphor of these two very like folksy singers that want to make it big. And Mm -hmm. there's apparently only one big music label that also is the government and also is everything. (laughs) Yep. Um, And they want it to be on their terms. So they try and sell them. They make them do drugs and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And she gets, you know, taken in by them. Mm -hmm. He doesn't. She immediately is corrupted by these horrible people. He's trying to save her and go against the the man, as it were, (laughs) um, and just is like beat to shit the whole time. Um, But then magically, you know, everything works out and they escape and a bunch of people have a change of heart. And that... That's yeah. a terrible no, summary. No, no, no. no that's, that is what do? it happens. It just you're not able to tell it through like a barrage of musical numbers. There's so, you know. so many musical numbers. I love and it. this is from a former musical theater major who is a big musical theater nerd. There's too many songs. There's See, way like, too many songs in you, this. You can have forty just keep songs singing and call it an opera. You can have yeah. forty songs in Hamilton and it works. Right. Exactly you had you had we songs in this that were just like oh that was added later. <laughs> yep. Um, but no. some of the songs are long. They are. <laughs> yes. Some are yes. better than the others. Uh, but yeah. No. Yeah. So it is a really base sort of metaphor mm-hmm. for the Garden of Eden and eating from the forbidden fruit. You know, and and you know, sort of temptation and mm-hmm. all that. Oh, the initial the initial thing that they were they wanted to make when they pitched this movie was 1984 with musical numbers, and Ooh. then the biblical allegory like was added in after that. It seems like <laughs> that was like the 1984 with musical numbers was like the big pitch and what they like 
envisioned as this project, as far as I could tell. And then they... Um, I could see that. Definitely were just like, also... But they brought it to the wrong guy. Yeah, no, Mm -hmm. 100%. Who was just like, no, this is now my passion project. Oh, my God. (laughs) And it became so absurd and lame and brilliant at the same time. Because it's like, how the fuck could this get made? Mm -hmm. Oh, the only reason it got made the way it got made is because the guy ran Canon Films. (laughs) And they took it seriously. Like, none of this is done, like in jest oh yeah like this isn't like oh we're gonna do this because it'll be so silly they were like no we're creating art definitely this is going to be a masterpiece this is gonna this is gonna be the one you guys um and i think that that explains a lot about what we're seeing and i think that that also like while that was a big portion of their downfall (laughs) Uh, it's also why I think we're revisiting it now instead of just bleeding from the eyes because <laughs> what we ended up with was this pure camp, like over the top, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Um, you know, where we call horrors gore fest, this is a glam fest. Totally. Like, right. I do not give one single fuck about this milk toast couple. Yep. I'm just like. <laughs> Why can't we just live in this world with the glitter-covered drag queens? Yep. Why are you running away? And why is this the bad world? Right. Like, fuck the hippies at the end. Right. Like, they're going the wrong place. But totally. Yeah. In any case, uh, so we've got a shinier, they're trying to take it more serious, like Xanadu kind of project yep. here at this oh point. Oh my gosh, yeah. So what do we have? Yes, we have this couple that are like a little folk singing duo right yeah mm-hmm. we're we open at the world vision song contest which is totally not a stand-in for the eurovision song contest <laughs> no it's so different um, no so <laughs> it's so different in so many ways namely that there only seems to be two acts mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. right the first one goes on for 25 minutes yep <laughs> it feels the like second one is a regular song yeah that's how the movie opens it's like a it's it, it's a freaking five minute number yep with like 30 people on stage dancers big production value and you know everybody's going wild for it right and that is bim yeah right the bim bim the bim mm-hmm. i there's so like i rewatched chunks of this today and it took me that long to realize what they were saying for me too. a bunch of the songs and later later on like we'll get to this but um our our uh mr boogaloo of um bim himself he's awesome uh, yeah, he's great. He's one of my favorite characters. But he <laughs> sings a song and it's like, you've got to be a master. That song is upsetting. But I thought he was saying a monster and I liked it so much more when he was like, you've got to be a monster. That's and I was so like, much better. <laughs> yeah, I, I was wish like, that was it. Or even bastard. Yeah. Was great. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just, there are so many moments where you're like, what do they want from me? <laughs> I don't know. There's still... Okay, I'm blinded by the rhinestone, so I'm just going <laughs> to kick, I guess. All, all you need to know is that Bim is the way. Mm-hmm. Bim is the way. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, hey. It took me forever to figure out that that was the law. Me too. Me too. It's only because I've seen this a bunch of times. But <laughs> so they perform, they rock the house. And mm-hmm. then this little duo, which is Joan BB- Baez-esque yeah, number. Like BB and <laughs> Alfie. Alfie. And he's oh. got an acoustic guitar and... I instantly hate his guts so much. <laughs> He's such a piece of shit, lame ass. 
Yeah, no, I, I definitely was like, what the fuck is happening? And I get it. He's like, no, we can't sell out, blah, blah, blah. And he doesn't it, even say we can't sell out. He's just like, you can't trust the American music. Okay, well, that part's correct. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> um, no, but he just, he's just the whiniest, most milquetoast dude. I'm like, mm-hmm. how did this little angel baby mm-hmm. end up with you? Like, I thought at first that they were brother and sister I did because too. there's absolutely zero sexual chemistry between the yeah. two of them. Right. And then it's brought up like 30 minutes later that they were actually in a relationship after she's already made out with somebody else with yeah. zero hesitation. So, which by the way, and and we'll go over uh, the cast here, uh, you know, before we get too deep into it, but the only people that really had actual careers were Catherine Mary Stewart who played mm-hmm. BB, mm-hmm. main role. Uh, the dude who played uh, Mr. Boogaloo. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then the guy who ends up being like the leader of the hippies slash God at the end. Mr. Everyone, Tibbs. Everyone else, <laughs> Actually, for the most part, uh, like Alfie, the other two that were the uh, the rock star no, Ben that's, leads. Yeah. That's not true, actually, because um, Grace Kennedy, who played Pandy, actually is like a pretty big singer and does a, did a lot of stuff with the BBC. And she's since, um, she's since moved on to do, to like coordinate like big luxury weddings and other things but like she had it she had a good yeah, that's like, not singing an imdb co- no she's she had a, <laughs> she didn't do many other movies but that's she actually had like a singing career oh, i'm sure they all did something with their lives but they, i'm not they, sure they were oh, miriam margles the landlady also did a bunch of te- film and television yes as a like she's a gay treasure <laughs> no no she she's been a bunch of shit even recently yeah, I, uh, I saw her on something recently. Okay, wait. Speaking of me not apparently understanding anything about human relationship from this movie, I also thought that that was his mom. I did too. Until, until he, grabbed he grabbed her, her titties. Yeah. And then I said, uh, <laughs> yeah. Just the landlady, but still yeah. he's grabbing her titties. I was and like, she, well, what the fuck? Well, she bursted in his room and started bossing him around right. like a mom. And started cleaning. And then yeah. she brings him soup. I'm like, what is your like rent agreement? <laughs> No, I definitely was like, okay, mom, wait, no, they're talking about rent. Okay, no, but she's cleaning for him. Okay, now he's grabbing her. He's grabbing titties. What? This is a complicated is... situation. And still, there's no chemistry between him and anyone. Oh, I'm just absolutely. Like, I, I don't think he's able to have, I think he's like smooth down there like a Ken doll. I don't think he has sexual chemistry with people. Oh, I, I, I still remember that's his like. jam, but just. No. Okay, so I at this contest, they're they're sucking hard people are like heckling them but apparently somehow the power of their love song gets people's interest once they calm down so that never underestimate the power of so that mr mr boogaloo has to basically like affix the contest so they don't get ahead but now he wants to own them and he brings them in like hey you know we want to sign you or whatever Come to our hedonistic party. Come to our party. Here, have a drink. And of course, Alfie's (laughs) like, I don't drink. And I was like, you fucking asshole. You (laughs) suck so much. And nothing against people that don't drink, but... I, he just said it with the same way that someone who's really way too proud to be a vegan says something like that. And I was just like, oh, you're insufferable, bro. (laughs) He says he doesn't drink. And then we immediately see like his room full of bottles and stuff. And well, that's after because he orders a scotch on the rocks. You don't order a scotch on the rocks if you've never drunk before. That's later. Okay. Yeah. But like later is in two days or what? (laughs) Right. So, yeah, Catherine Mary Stewart is the main character. She's the Eve in this. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's under temptation. And she succumbs to, she wants to be a rock star. So she ends up signing the contract that Alfie really doesn't want to sign. And he's already starting to have visions and shit. 
but she's played by Catherine Mary Stewart, who was in Night of the Comet. Yep. And was the girlfriend from uh, Last Starfighter. She was also in Weekend at Bernie's, too. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, she's great. And I got a chance to meet her at a con. And I have my one one sheet poster of this fancy slut. Nice. I love it. Yeah. She's looking really good for her age. Looks younger than me. She's stunning. Yeah. God. She looks incredible. But uh, so she ends up signing. And instantly she becomes a part of the BIM band. Mm -hmm. And she becomes the lead star of the BIM band after a short period of time. Mm -hmm. And of course, Alfie is dejected. And that's when he's succumbed to the bottle, I guess. Mm -hmm. Singing to his landlady and other people that don't want to hear him. Grabbing landlady titty. Yeah. And the scene where he takes one sip of alcohol and the landlady is like, after that suicide attempt. (laughs) I was like, that? Right? He's a real lightweight. Well, he did get the shit kicked out of him. That's true. So I think that was more of it where he had like a drink and then what was the bodyguards? I wrote the bodyguards name down. Oh, they well, were, well, there's two of them. There's and they, two of them, they both and have their names tusks. are Bulldog and Fat Dog. And they <laughs> yeah. just, like, picture Kingpin, but with upward-facing tusks. Um, and they have Cockney accents. Yes. Um, and I love this. But no, wait, we're skipping over one of my favorite characters, you guys. Mr. Shake, played by Ray Shell. He is Mr. Boogaloo's like fabulous assistant. He is this yeah. very like very queer coded black man who has um, a red and green gemstone on each of his front teeth and glitter out the wazoo. Some of the best suits oh yeah and is just sassily going around and like being like you'll do this and Mm -hmm. it'll be fine what happens if i don't do this they say and he's just like then you'll end up very dead (laughs) (laughs) i did not know that character's name whatsoever until you just said it his name is shake um which uh one of the things i read pointed out that it very clearly is supposed to rhyme with snake as he's Mm. often like in the weird flashes where we see mr boogaloo dressed like a one-horned glitter devil Yes, um, love it. He is also dressed like a snake, and Pandy has you know a snake headdress mm. and all sorts of other stuff. It's beautiful. The apple, you get it, guys. <laughs> okay, so fine. subtle. So um, yes, yeah, he's yeah. the right hand to the devil, Mister Boogaloo, yeah. who is very talented, by the way. You know, he uh, mm-hmm. in his little walking press conference, he speaks like four different languages, yeah. and then he ends up owning all the reporters later. Like mm-hmm. he's he's got this shit down. To the point that in society, the little BIM, the sti- BIM mark, the BIM mm-hmm. mark, which yeah. which people put on their faces in different places, is required. You'll get a ticket if you're not wearing one. Right. Holy shit. I guess that's where the 1984 comes in. I guess yes. you have to wear your BIM mark. And they they have every day at certain intervals they have like mandatory BIM dance montage fitness that, hours. It's, it's ruled. <laughs> yeah. That oh my shit's gosh. Awesome. I like I was in hysterics because no matter what you're doing, you have to stop for the mandatory fitness <laughs> hour. And this time, you know, they used the song Bim is the Way from the World Vision contest, mm-hmm. of course. And so you have people stopping, you know, in the middle of eating, stopping their cars in traffic, <laughs> stopping fighting fires, start <laughs> stopping with, I think, heart surgery. Yep. Um, and then like all the prancing cops like out of a Marilyn Manson video. <laughs> and I must have missed that one. Yeah, there's like, a Marilyn Manson dancing cop video. Oh my god, the the uh, I think it's I don't like the drugs, but the drugs like me. Like it's it's full of like pink cops making out and dancing. 
Oh, okay. Wow. I missed that one. I, uh, okay. So, yeah. all right. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> the, the, we have to bring up the best part of the dance montage, though, is that, yeah, the heart surgeons stop and start BIM dancing as they must, but then the patient wakes up from sedation and BIM That's dances right. for two seconds and then falls back down. Yep. Does two little punches and then just, like, flops over dead. <laughs> so good. It was that. It was the firefighters, like, the nuns. pirouetting. Yep. The nuns. I loved the nuns. Because there, there was a scene where there was a restaurant that was only the elderly. There were yes. only old people at this one restaurant yep. and they hadn't showed them yet and so i said to mike i can't wait until they show the old people dancing and then immediately <laughs> pan over to the old people like punching the air yep. <laughs> dancing Hell absolutely yeah. incredible yeah beautiful honestly kind of wish i lived in the bim society because of that <laughs> yeah no i'm fine I like, like i start me, dancing at random anyway give me the shoulder pads where the fucking bim mark i don't care <laughs> like whatever. and honestly they know how to throw a fucking party too they do like my like I said, God, truly, they've got the parties. good drugs. Yes, mm-hmm. they do. Oh my God, yeah, I want to be in that party. I'm probably all gonna, the drugs were just horny drugs. I mean, hedonism capital of wherever the uh, Berlin. This was filmed in, mm. um, which I actually love even more because I feel like they just got like all of these like elderly German extras to be there <laughs> with and be like, okay, now put this on your face and punch the air. Yep. And they're just like, all right, whatever. Um, Damn right. And, of course, we have probably the best um, executed uh, musical set piece with the Apple, with the Apple song, Mm -hmm. which is which is it coincides with uh, the temptation of BB BB signing Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. becoming part of that whole world. And it's fucking awesome. There's like there's like dog beasts and like a two faced dude and a fucking vampire. And like people yeah, barely really wearing well, clothing. Yep. Really well done, Two Faced Dude, actually. Yeah, no, yeah, that, that freaked that me surprising. the fuck out the first time I saw it. I had to pause it and be like, what? <laughs> Did I just see that? No, legit, Two Faced. And um, yeah, it, it, and it's a pretty good tune, actually. Yeah. You know? And Poison Apple, Juju Apple, Voodoo <laughs> Apple. You know? Yeah. That guy good. actually could sing decently. Yeah, like. no, he was, he was good. <laughs> His name, what the actor's name was Alan Love, and he played Dandy. Yeah, yeah. we've got Dandy and Pandy, and Alfie and BB. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> and one of them went on to a movie career. Yeah, everyone else just this was their thing that they did. What a claim to fame, though. I, I, yeah. it gotta be. Then shortly thereafter, uh, so we've we've already talked. She she goes, she she gets you know she signs, she's in it. Yeah, Alfie is dejected. You know, he's gotten beaten up trying to meet her. But honestly, you know. fuck him, though. No, he's, <laughs> he, no, he sucks. Yeah. He, he's absolutely insufferable. And then he, he, <laughs> he sneaks into he sneaks into the party. And oh he, my sneak, God. he just walks in and stands there and is like, I should go. And then Mr. Shake is like, no, come in. <laughs> he's like, where's BB? Where's BB? <laughs> I'm taking BB out of here. And she's like... Have you thought maybe she wants to stay? Yeah, Mr. Boogaloo is like, did you even ask her what she wants? At this point, nothing bad seems to have happened to BB. It looks so fun. She's the lead in the show. She's crushing it. Everyone loves her. She gets all the fun sex and drugs that she wants. Like, nothing. They've shown no negative aspects to this. And then, you know, a scene later, she's lamenting how horrible her life is. And so is Pandy. She does have uh, her first video single, which we get to see, of course, the entire song. Mm Mm-hmm awesome is called speed yeah right oh yeah speed's great the first line or two is about how drugs are bad mm-hmm. and then the oh, rest i didn't of, even pick up on and that. then the I rest of the video is literally like you know leather daddies and 
and obviously all the drugs because of how they're going. I flat out told I was like, we should recut this as a Judas Priest video and see if anybody notices. <laughs> you could. Like legit. You, you probably could. <laughs> I I one hundred percent I just have to say it again. I want all of the costumes in this, except for the hippie ones. I don't really mm. care about How those, has this but... not been put on off Broadway? Because there's so many extras. Mm. I feel like we'd actually get but, like Rocky Horror type showings if there wasn't so many extras. And, look, and well, you don't need to. I mean, you could adapt this for the theater. I mean, you could, but it would have to be good for that. Did you ever see Book of, Book of Mormon? Oh, I haven't. Okay. So Book of Mormon had a few set pieces. Like there's a whole song that's called Spooky Mormon uh, Hell Dream or something like mm-hmm. that. <laughs> And the totally whole not the whole stage is, is, is on the room. You know, right? Yeah, the whole stage is, is turned into like a like a sort of hell you know scenario, mm-hmm. and there's a Hitler in there and all kinds of stuff going on, and and they could totally do that. I mean, they did it there. They could they could do this as a stage show. It'd be fucking. Listen, awesome. I hate to be a Debbie Downer in this situation, <laughs> but I also feel as though I need to be a slight voice of reason. Um, the reason that they haven't put this on off Broadway is that. Almost all of the songs suck shit. <laughs> that is true. So bad. That is true. However, <laughs> however, there they is... could, but they could <laughs> revamp it. They could do a reimagining of it. But then people would be mad. All the people that you actually keep, love you it could would keep be upset. The, the apple, and you could keep like a handful of others. Obviously, coming. We'll get to that. Yeah. Oh coming yeah. Keep you. that. Keep coming that. One hundred percent. Oh my god. But some of these songs are just rough. Well, anything the master else? song is. Very uncomfortable. Uh, they just True. have to change that to monster. Yeah, that yeah. that I feel like would be great. A monster. Anything that Alfie had to do with singing, cut that shit. <laughs> he basically just want to cut Alfie as a character. Oh, he's awful. <laughs> I'm glad he didn't have a career after this. No, we just like. I think that's that. Things like Alfie are the reason that they didn't give Rocky any lines other than singing mm, in the Rocky Horror mm-hmm. Picture Show. That's fair. <laughs> gotcha. Um, yes. Because like, fuck Brad Majors too. <laughs> but so yeah no we get uh yes and then we get alfie at the party and he wants a scotch and rocks because he's you know he's dejected mm-hmm. and he's 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 ba- he, he's off the wagon i'm gonna good, I'm gonna good for him scotch on the rocks and pandy is like no you'll have my special concoction and i was just like okay it's All like, right, obviously they and hadn't heard green. of roofies in this distant Mm-mm. future of 1994. Yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah, 100%. <laughs> no, and if a drink that you never ask what's in it, you obviously chug uh-huh. um, while watching a barrage of increasingly more fabulous um, queer-coded <laughs> and drag-based characters yes. parade around you becoming ever more blurry. <laughs> and then we have my favorite song, of the movie. Holy yep. shit. We have to talk about coming for you or whatever. Yeah, it's just, it's just coming. It's just called coming. It's called coming. So you sent me a text when I told you that I was going to watch it um, saying, look out for the song that goes way beyond PG. And so coming is like in the final third of the movie. So I'm watching <laughs> yeah. the whole thing being like, what is it? I mean, <laughs> these songs are bad, but I don't feel like any of them have been super inappropriate. And then that song slaps you in the fucking face with the dick like it's yeah. so intense yeah they basically had like poor grace kennedy like she was just like i'm a little uncomfortable and they mm-hmm. were like you're not singing it as yourself you're singing it as the character and she was like all right george clinton said that to her because he's the one that did the music yeah that is so fucking wild crazy. to me yeah well but it's not the george clinton of like parliament funkadelic it's another guy named george clinton wait what 
What? Yeah, there's another George Clinton. It's not like George Clinton of Parliament <laughs> Funkadelic. It's a white guy that like appears in the movie. I okay, think that he makes appeared- way more sense. <laughs> yeah, the songs would have been better. That's yeah. why I was so surprised. <laughs> mm, did not click on that Wikipedia link. Just saw it and said, George Clinton, I know him. <laughs> this is yeah. just interesting information. That's I had hilarious. That, I had that same moment where I was like, I'm suspicious. I don't think that's the same guy. No, I think... I, <laughs> You're oh, smarter God. than me. I don't um, know about media literacy, apparently. I, no. I didn't write it down, but I think he actually plays one of the... Oh, my God. The parts. Hold so, on. So, all right. Think of it this way. Like, uh, this movie got way more money than it was ever designed yeah. to have. But it is still a canon production. So, they probably picked this guy because his name was George Clinton. No. And he knew a little bit about him. He, he actually, like, does a ton of, like, writing and and stuff. And George yeah. S. Clinton, our writer and composer and all that, was the guy who played Joe Pittman, the reporter. Oh, my God. At that later that joint. That was him. the funniest part, that everyone has these fucking weird futuristic, quote-unquote, names, and then they're like, oh, here he is, Joe Pittman. <gasps> oh, my God. He also fuck? did the Mortal Kombat motion picture. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? 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 American Ninja 3 Blood Hunt, another... <laughs> what? Murphy is coming out as the number one okay. George S. Clinton fan. George S. There you Clinton. go. Yeah. We'll have to look at it, look for him okay, at the next Okay, we got to talk about coming. <laughs> yes. I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay. So this is in the middle of this PG-rated movie. And I get it. It's the early 80s before PG-13 had come out. But this... They already had a man and a thong. What do you mean PG? It's PG. I thought... Wait. So... Okay, so I have to quarter. <laughs> I have to cover three quarters of my butt, but this is PG. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the. I'm thongs are PG now. See, mm-hmm. no, this, like I said, this is a different era where mm-hmm. PG was a little. I mean, you, they still update ratings and shit. Well, I don't know if they do from ones that are already. Look at the rated. back of your box. <laughs> look at your box, Murphy. <laughs> look at your box and look tell me what it box. says. It does say PG. It is. Oh it was my rated PG. God. I don't think the MPAA wanted to recertify this the mpaa is so fucking nosy like throwing it back i think so is the original rocky it's also pg oh yeah, yeah. and there's jaws like was massive PG. No, I know. jaws was pg gremlins poltergeist mm-hmm. yes i know the reasons for the pg-13 <laughs> rating we've discussed this yeah. on our our other uh our other mini-sodes I however believe. we get this musical number with a montage sequence of Pure sex. I mean, this mm-hmm. is like you mean they're not wide just sh- trying out all the mattresses and the mattress. <laughs> this is like eyes wide yeah. shut level of debauchery going mm-hmm. on. Yeah, and you're just like wow. And the <laughs> lyrics are so explicit. Yeah, no, it's not even like a double entendre. No, it's not just at all. Straight up, like I'm going to come for you. Yeah, make me do it. Uh huh. <laughs> There's something about like getting all of your juices out. It's, it thing. wanted like, to it's be a print song, but wild. didn't have the talent. Get every it, bit of your love, yep, every yeah. little bit of your love. Like, Move oh my! And shake me. I told yeah. Mike that I'm one night that I'm a feeling like a little rascal. B feeling like I actually don't want to have sex. Apparently, I'm gonna be like, <laughs> I made a playlist. Like, <gasps> let's put it on, and then it's just gonna be that over and over. <laughs> The five-hour loop of coming from the apple. <laughs> and then I want it to turn into a bit. Oh, my God. Oh, don't make Murph cry. <laughs> this is how I die. It's fine. 
<laughs> that I'm gonna start playing it at every turn. Oh it's gonna God. be like that Paul Rudd, um, like Conan long term bit with thing. the Mac and me thing. That's gonna be me <laughs> with the fucking song coming because I will never be over it. Oh, I'm gonna start playing it at everything. Oh and God. see, the funny part is, is that you couldn't even probably show that scene on a talk show. No, like Paul Rudd no. did that because it's so rated R. Basically, it's so rated R. There might not be you don't nipples. Even see a titty. I mean, the lyrics though, I feel like are so rated R. I got to give credit where credit is due because the cinematographer and and the blocking required. Yeah. For there not to be a nip slip in that Truly. sequence. Mm. Very impressive. That's Holy very shit! Because like even back then, PG, you know, you could have a little nip here and there, <laughs> and somehow. They avoided a nip and a PG. That's like holy shit! And you can have one little nip as a treat. Let's let, let's also be honest that she drugged Alfie and yes. legit, yeah, like date rapes him, like yeah. raped and him. then yeah. lets him go, and then has like her "What have I done?" They're mm-hmm. really in love moment. I'm like, wait, I don't understand where this transformation came from. Like. Are you suddenly feeling bad about date raping people when clearly it's your special drink? Right. <laughs> like you call it your special drink. So this obviously isn't the first time. Is it just because he said BB at the end of mm-hmm. sex? Yeah. Like, well, it's been, I guess it's better to grow a conscience at some point in your life. <laughs> right. No, I just was like, it was just all of a sudden like it's she's all of a sudden like, BB, get out of here. It's too late for me. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I'm not going to tell you that I date raped your parent boyfriend, but. <laughs> so he has himself a wild ass party mm-hmm. and he wakes the fuck up in the middle of a goddamn park. He does, but he also hallucinates like, like or sees BB in bed with Dandy. Mm-hmm. And she's like, who are you? <laughs> And yeah. it's all green and you know, yeah, like, but I think he did. Yeah. He does actually see it, right? Because then she was like, "Wasn't Alfie at the party? I feel like I saw him." But yeah. she was on, I you know, whatever horny drugs. About. Yeah, yeah, he mm-hmm. was there. But so yes, he wakes up in the middle of a park with a, a dirty old hippie. Like, hey, you okay? Hey, bro. Yeah, mm-hmm. a dirty hippie played by Joss Acker Ackland. Ackland, yeah. yeah. Some one of the few people awesome. that has a career. Oh, big time! <laughs> yeah. He was uh, most notably. A great voice. Yeah. Uh, he's been in a million things, but like uh, I remember him initially from like uh, *Lethal Weapon 2*. He was mm. the main villain, and he was the guy who was like, "I have diplomatic immunity," and then gets shot in the head. I always <laughs> think of him as Mustrum Ridcully and the Hawk Father. Yes, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> talking about the Veruca gnome. <laughs> but he, yeah, he has a very, uh, a very recognizable face. And voice, like... And it was hard to tell it was him with the dirty hippie makeup. Yeah. When... It it took me until his second character reveal. Right. Which I also didn't put together that he was also the hippie until I looked at the credits. Um, because they don't have any sort of, like, transformation from hippie to his later character, right. Mr. Tops, a.k.a. God, apparently. Yeah, I he didn't just, until right now. Yeah, I did not realize just, that was the same. Comes same from the sky in a Rolls Royce, but mm-hmm. we haven't gotten there yet. So, yeah. love saying that line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's woken up by this guy, and the guy's like, hey, are you okay? And turns out there's a bunch of hippies in, in the park. park, and cops come to break it up. And I'm like, you know, I don't like the cops, but I also don't like big bands of hippies because you can smell that <laughs> shit from a long way away so i was like it's oh, quite a dilemma for you it Chris. is i know <laughs> it's like oh i hate authoritarian forces you know and i like freedom but oh they looked really really 
tame for hippies. They did. And they were even described by the leader as like, uh, they're lost souls from the 60s or something. Yeah. (laughs) Holdovers. And they apparently all just, they run away when the cops come and they all live under this bridge Mm -hmm. near the park. They live in the bridge. That's definitely not the ca- same cave scene from the apple sequence. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they go to the park to repeatedly not get arrested. <laughs> yes. And they're little flower ch- children and whatnot. And and at some point, uh, BB has second thoughts. Yeah. Alfie just joins them. Like, I guess he yeah. like, goes home. He just joins. Shit and is like, yeah, I'll be a hippie. That sounds good. But he has me- nowhere else to go. Right. But meanwhile, <laughs> BB uh, leaves her life of glamour and sex and drugs and fun fun and great dress people and and like yeah like bad decision baby but whatever <laughs> the two-faced guy because she's she's yeah. looking for sure, alfie she feels she feels bad <laughs> feels bad for alfie and goes to go meet him and with the hippies and freaking under the bridge and she yeah. fi- she finds him and like Instantly, it's and like the a year later. Next scene, they have what looks like a full-grown toddler. I know, and but it's been he a has year. A beard, yeah, it's been a year. We don't know this until. But the kid's definitely at least two. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. how did that work? Just also like, did she just run off and they immediately conceived? Like I just immediately, immediately like under the bridge. Yep, <laughs> with all the other people and no privacy. I think that she's used to group sex. I'm sure she's cool with it. I feel like that kid's probably not Alfie's. (laughs) The only reason being is that it was really blonde, blonde, kind of like the uh, the other lead singer, the Dandy's, Mm -hmm. probably Dandy's kid. And also, I don't think Alfie's sperm is capable of producing a child because he's that fucking lame. You know, he's he's just he's just milk toast. Exactly. His his sperm are like, "Mm, I don't know about this contract. I guess I'll leave you here. Mm. He probably like comes like skim milk. Like, fuck that guy. Oh, no. If you if I go the rest of my life without ever hearing that phrase again, (laughs) it will be too soon. (laughs) That's unfortunate because you're probably going to think it every time I do my coming bit, which is going to be all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Sorry, that was unnecessary, I suppose. I loved it. (laughs) So, yeah, they're together. They're under the bridge. I no no you, no you don't just get to go back to the bridge after saying he comes like skim milk no no Grant. see I'm not mad because I don't drink skim milk if you would have said that he comes like oat milk which I do drink I would yeah. have had a problem with that no but that's more, too close that's to more home. like viscous than <laughs> yeah. skim so that's it can't true be. it can't be oat milk <laughs> oat milk is far more virile <laughs> than healthy is. <laughs> the watered down almond milk of cum I don't. I'm seeing stars from coffee. So. Oh. oh my god! Uh, we've taken this to a dark place. <laughs> That's not our no, fault. This, this movie did it for no, us. This movie wanted to go to dark places. It wanted mm-hmm. to be heavy hitting, and instead, we drove it to hell. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love this movie so much. Yeah. It's well, so we wouldn't stupid. have gotten raptured in the Rolls Royce. That's, That's for true. sure. I would have no. been down with the Bims, like dancing during music hour or whatever. Right? No. If they had tried to, t- if they had tried to rapture me, I would have been like, but there are no shoulder pads. <laughs> I don't want You've this. got the wrong one. No. Leave me here. No, I don't. I absolutely do not want to follow them. So, okay. So a, a year has passed, strangely. They have a kid. And, you know, Alfie's got a big beard, which somehow still doesn't make him look manly at all. And 
And then uh, we have the standoff in the park where we got all the dirty hippies and then we've got more like a bigger police force this time. But it also brings uh, Mr. Boogaloo and his. Yeah, the whole entourage, the whole entourage, their lawyers, everything. And and they're like, hey, BB, you uh, broke your contract. You owe us $10 million. And if you don't give it, we're going to arrest everybody here. Although I guess the like I will say the best cut down happens right then from the hippie leader slash soon to be revealed Mr. Tops where he's like, Oh, is that all? Like he's so bored. Mm-hmm. And then like genuinely throws everyone off and they're like, Oh, ten million is a lot of money. I don't um excuse me, that's this is a substantial thing and I don't I, sir, I don't feel like you're taking the right stance on this amount of so uh, 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 like they're all just like bumbling now and i'm yeah. like this is it this is the thing that takes you down is suggesting that 10 million dollars <laughs> is nothing <laughs> I, I i would be lying if 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 i said that i didn't kind of want to see lots of violence happen in that scene but mm-hmm. it didn't mm-hmm. and no but they had that great approach where they were all like tapping their their triangle shields mm-hmm. with their yeah. batons it was, it was like was... oh man this is gonna get awesome yeah. but no it doesn't it, so it, it could have been the warrior showdown of the apple but then we have the big uh, slap you in the face reveal mm-hmm. where the... And, you and, call it a reveal, but we didn't actually learn that it was a reveal. He just, like, we just didn't see the hippie guy anymore, mm-hmm. which didn't matter because they were all in a group. Right. And then a see-through car came out of the sky. So the first thing I thought, yes, it was a fancier car. Mm-hmm. It was a but Rolls the, Royce. The very first thing I thought was like, oh, that's the fucking weird-ass translucent flying car from Repo Man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, sweet. But no, it's really... Oh, I was it's thinking a, about Grease. Oh, yeah. True, yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Of course, you've seen Christmas Evil, too, the end of that. And oh my you're God. just like, what the fuck? In any case, right. as far as flying cars go, it's it, it's it's pretty swanky. It's, it's kind mm-hmm. of blinged out. And then, you know, Rolls Royce's... And it's coming down. Then we got our god character uh, looking dapper in a white suit. Yeah. And he kind of has a tete-a-tete with Mr. Boogaloo, who is... And now there's no room for, you know, any confusion. This is God, and that's the devil. Mm -hmm. And they've been playing out this, you know, eternal game or whatever. And this really could have been a musical number with, like, fight choreography. And, I know, you right? know, maybe like a rap battle. You know, it, we had the reggae song with the master. Maybe like a rap battle between God and the devil would have been cool. Like queer tension moment between God and Ooh, the devil. Like, like a romantic kind yeah. of angry song. I like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But betrayal. I mean, the the basic gist so. is like, you know what? I, I think this experiment, God is saying, like, I think this experiment is over and failed. So I'm going to take my my chosen children I'm just going to start it again. I don't think you need to be involved, devil. Yeah. Which sounds like an awful idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, why the fuck would you ever want to go, like, live in some paradise where you Quote don't where you don't get the good cocaine or the gay people? I right. mean, come on. Yeah, no, it's like you didn't understand that Bim is the way. I, I'm sold. <laughs> I, I wrote down, it's a Christian scare film that celebrates everything it supposedly is against, while all of like the pure paradise stu- stuff is boring and bland and terrible. Mm-hmm. Produced and passion project by a gigantic, badass Israeli genre producer. Yep. <laughs> it's just like, yep. I, there's so many layers here. There's a lot to unpack, as the mm-hmm. kids say. But in any mm-hmm. case, uh, all of the all uh, the dirty hippies and uh, BB <laughs> makes a huge mistake. Alfie, go, dude. Who cares? <laughs> and but they all they all follow uh, God into the into the sky behind the flying car, and that's the end. Yep. Yep. They just 
walk off into the sky. Yeah. And Pandy gets to go with them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, because yeah, she she, she had repented a, and she's repented. She, she had a repent, yeah. Yeah, repentance. Yeah. Never mind that arc. There, she had a rape scene immediately before that. Yeah. It's fine because she then let Beep go. I mean, isn't that so much the way though of like ask for forgiveness and mean it? You know, I was raised ask, Catholic. I thought you were so. going to say ask for forgiveness, not permission. <laughs> not permission. <laughs> Wow. Oh. <laughs> I was like, that is so dumb. I'm not getting canceled on Beautiful no. Disasters no. today. No. No, I was just going through some Catholic trauma. Um, oh, no, that's fair. We all have it. Any uh, one of us that were anywhere near that shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, no we're not going to. We didn't purposefully Catholic trauma you. This isn't, this isn't the midnight mass of Beautiful Disasters. <laughs> oh. So good. It's amazing, but also, ooh, ooh, yeah. Totally. So, yes, that was the apple. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I originally, uh, before I started this podcast, I initially found this through, oddly enough, a an episode of Judge John Hodgman, mm-hmm. where where you know he he has different people like I guess phone in their queries, mm-hmm. you know, like, and he figures figures out their thing, and in s- some couple. I guess the the husband or the dude, whatever, uh, really liked B-movies and loved hosting B-movie nights, which I had been doing for some amount of time before I started the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, he mentioned this movie in that episode and that he had heard it in another podcast called The Flophouse. Good show. And by virtue of those steps, like, I acquired this, found it, and lo and behold, it is so much stupid fun. Like, how the fuck... How it even you know got to screen like yeah boggles the mind oh it's bonkers yeah no they definitely had like the perfect storm to i say perfect but apparently it was riddled with like back and forth and like yep. disagreeing uh with uh create creative differences but um yeah no it's it was definitely just fueled into existence utterly willed into existence mm-hmm it was one of the early signs that Canon Films maybe wasn't going to make it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> because they sunk a lot of money into this. I don't think they saw any of that money back. Oh, I, I'm sure they did not. If 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 they are, they're seeing it now. Now that Kino Lorber has put out um, the DVD and Blu-ray of the Apple, which is where I got it from. Right. Um, yeah, I just got the Blu-ray from, from Kino. And I want to say they didn't put that out till like 2017. Um, yeah, I so. mean, it, it, it was owned once Canon felt, you know, went out like uh, MGM mm-hmm. you know, bought the Canon film library. Mm-hmm. I think Orion had it for some amount of time. It kept changing hands. But now we've got companies like Kino, Lorber and uh, even Vincent's doing, doing some uh, MGM releases. Yeah. Older stuff. Oh, I'm wearing their shirt today. There you go. Happy and, years um, to Vincent, by the way. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this this was a. I don't know. I just fucking love how insane this movie is. Yeah. I got to watch it on Tubi, which means that I had the pleasure of having jarring ad breaks <gasps> in the middle of the movie, which is Did so, it? it will just rock your world to go from like, coming, and then it's like, Rollades. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> so upsetting. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad. So apparently at the time of recording, it's available to watch on Tubi with ads. It is. Ads. It is. Yes, it so is. you can see this, or you can pick up uh, an ad-free copy. Through mm-hmm. through Kino. Yep. Um, so yeah. all right, let's let's move on to. I mean, this is obviously a perfect 
double feature night sort of fodder. I've, oh, I've done this yeah. before. I've, I've shown this in my house before. <laughs> but if you were going to pair this with another movie, what would it be? Okay. I want you to, I want to know what you would. Oh, I got do. a great one. Yeah. And I, I have a whole thought process behind it. Okay. So I would 100% pair this with Logan's Run. And the thought process okay. is, is that the world of 1994, when all the dirty hippies leave to go do their own thing, that world stays badass and awesome like it like it should be. And eventually their society grows into uh, the futuristic utopia of Logan's Run in 2274 or whatever year that movie took place. Okay. And I mean, that's a perfect society. Like you get you get to like, you know, 40, what is it? 45 years old. And then you just, you know, you have a ritualistic suicides. It's like fucking beautiful. <laughs> that's your perfect world. Wait, wait, Groots, how old are you? Yeah, it's completely, Groots, I'm about to turn 45. Groots, I'm oh, watching no. you. I'm fucking watching oh, you, man. No. Hey, if I start to get on the carousel, no. you'll know what's happening. <laughs> no, no. Confiscate no. a copy of Logan's Run right unless, now. <laughs> unless we're talking about the fucking carousel from something wicked, which I still have worries about for you. <laughs> like, no. No, Logan's Run's awesome. I mean, think of like, you're born and, and for like, Four and a half decades, you basically have um Groots, this is a, a therapy perfect session that we have to <laughs> hedonistic life and you just have fun and you know, everyone's prancing around like 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 kids. And yeah, you might not want to die at, at the very end, but like you had a good run, you know? And I don't know. Anyway, it's <laughs> it's a perfect utopian society. And I think it's the natural progression of how the world of the BIM world okay. would evolve into that I will give a beautiful you. place. And who cares who cares about the, you know, heaven hippies, you know? They suck. <laughs> okay, cut the mics. Groots, we're here because we love you. That's <laughs> right. We have gathered here today. We're, I'm saying so and um we're just gonna move you in with somebody <laughs> yeah. um after you turn forty five. Just to, you know, well, that's coming soon. For a while. I'm old as fuck. <laughs> You're not old as fuck. Okay. All right. <laughs> anyway, Logan's run is is Definitely, and I would have to show it second to see the progression of society. Right, mm -hmm. right. Also, you can't let people be tired and then break into the apple because, like, that's—I don't know. That's true. Yeah. I unless mean, unless people are drinking through the first feature, mm. you would have to have uh, intermission like cocaine. I watched this sober because I haven't started retesting my body with alcohol mm -hmm. yet. Okay. I'm currently excited I can still drink coffee. Fair, mm -hmm. fair. Yeah. yeah, sober was not the way on this one. This was yeah. not the That's move. right. You said you had like a beer that you were nursing and you were like, oh no. Uh -huh. Yeah, because it was a Wednesday night. I had to go to bed early for my stupid job. And mm -hmm. uh, it was kind of like a last minute. We realized we had to watch it because there were no other nights before today that we would be able to do it. And so it was just like, oh no, we have like four <laughs> beers in the house. That's not going to be enough. Like it was like a triage situation. But we were, I, it really turned into a thing because Mike has seen it before. And so uh -huh. he was like, maybe we should order something on GoPuff. Like we got to, but it was already eight o'clock. I was like, I'm going to bed in like two hours. Let's just put this bitch on. And then Fair. I felt, I don't think I've ever felt more sober, truly. <laughs> like, this is, this would be hard to watch. Yeah. It's painfully sober. Oh my goodness. All right. So 
from your uh, crystal clear viewing of this, <laughs> tell me, what would you, Amy, what would you pair this with? All right. Well, apparently I'm just in a little troll mood from this movie for some reason. Yes, so I have two and they <sighs> range from buzzkill to bummer of, um, <laughs> of uh, double features. So if you're not quite sold yet on the Christian, um, you know, allegory of it all, and you need like a little bit more mm-hmm. subtle as a heart attack to get you there, you could watch oh Mother God. after this. <gasps> oh. Aronofsky? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> or if you are sold and you're like, you know what? Bim is no longer the way. I'd rather go with Mr. Tops. Then you could follow this up with Passion of the Christ. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Wow. The greatest. You said that your choices were unhinged before you revealed them to me. <laughs> You did not lie. Dude, my brain's broken. Passion of the Christ thing that came to mind. Is the greatest <laughs> and most successful exploitation movie of all time. Yeah. And, no. Like legit. It yeah. it, gro- it grossed a billion dollars. Yeah. Oh my god. That's yes, it did. And I had to see it in the theaters <gasps> with my family because remember oh, how I brought up that no. Catholic trauma? I wasn't fucking around, y'all. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rough Family stuff. I think I was passion. 13 when it came out. Mm-hmm. I got pulled out of school. I didn't have to go to school that day. So yeah, well, I could go see Passion of the Christ in the There's schools that showed this in, in class, you know? Yeah, not my school. I went to a normal school, fortunately. I just didn't have a normal family oh <laughs> situation. I've seen that movie so many times. <laughs> I, it's crazy. I have to uh, tell you that my brain, when you said I was in a normal school, and I was like, so they denied you the queer experience of Catholic school. <laughs> True. Well, I ended up going to an arts high school, so I had a very queer okay, coded okay. high school experience. Okay. I was a theater kid. Yes, yes, oh, yes. We have to make our own queer family. No, that's, that's <laughs> We true. don't come from one. Homemade is fine. Fair. Don't worry. Um, All right, Murph. So I had um, three, and I had two that I was going back and forth on before I arrived on the one. The two that, like, I want to throw them out just because I think that they're very relevant to this world. One is um, Shock Treatment, the supposed Rocky right. Horror sequel, mm. because there are a lot of musical beats that heavily mimic Shock Treatment, and in Shock Treatment, we're also seeing, like, all of it is shot in a quote-unquote TV studio, so it's very right. much that it's a very similar story. Mm. Like, one part of the couple gets drawn into that world. Right. The other part is resistance slash numb whatever then we've got fam of the paradise which is the brian de palma masterpiece sure sure um which predates this one i think yeah that was, 70s, that was yeah. late 70s yeah. um which is just just fucking watch fan of the paradise please and thank you you'll you'll just trust me it's wonderful little tiny um, paul williams all over that movie. yes um, but the one that I have chosen as my actual pick now that I've gotten away with mentioning the other two <laughs> um, is Ken Russell's Salome's Last Dance. Ooh, um, unfamiliar. So it is uh, Oscar Wilde's Salome, which oh, uh-huh. um, is being presented as a play within the movie. Um, so Oscar Wilde's Salome is not being shown in like the playhouses and things like that because of, you know, lascivious, what have you. Mm-hmm. So he goes to visit his favorite boy's house and they have dressed in drag to put on this showing of mm. Salome. So everyone, it, like, it's exceptionally queer-coded, telling of Salome requesting, like, falling in love with John the Baptist, and him resisting her, and her requesting his head, mm. uh, all while being lusted after by her stepfather. Um, right. But it is this, like, so we've got this very queer environment, this biblical story, all of the like rich tones of a Ken Russell film. It is fucking bonkers. <laughs> um, You'd still have to show it first, though, right? 
I, you know, I don't know. I honestly don't know what order I would show Salome's Last Dance and the Apple in. Um, I think I might have to show the Apple second because, like, there. I think that there's more like to actually unpack with Salome's Last Dance. Yeah. Um, like, there's more. There's more purposeful art to things like it's definitely better directed mm. um but it's in and it's insidious and decadent in other ways mm. um but it's definitely like it's it's a lot well so <laughs> um, people are usually like imbibing yeah. and by the second movie attention spans reduce yeah so no, i i do think that like the apple the apple is more of a party movie like the apple you either have to pay all of the attention to it and be like what the fuck is going on or just let the music happen to you honestly mm. you could happen. probably and i haven't even tried this don't but, try to duck in <laughs> no no I, I was thinking you could probably with the apple kind of nod off or just cut out all the actual dramatic stuff in between the music mm -hmm. and probably get the same like, you know, story arc. Oh, 100%. By just watching the musical numbers. Yeah. The only thing I'd be sad to cut out is the landlady. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Just because it really throws you. Yeah. Actually, okay, I want to ask a follow-up question, um, mm -hmm. just because I've decided to add in my own segment. <laughs> I'm, doing, Do I'm steering the ship now. Okay, so Do we've it. already decided that during your double feature, we're imbibing cocaine in copious amounts. Truth. <laughs> I think in my double feature, for the apple, I want to be imbibing vodka red bulls okay. um because i want by the middle of the movie i want you to be drunk and energized enough that you start bim dancing with everyone else yes. for the bim okay. exercise hour or whatever and then for the other ones i mean wine is a clear choice yeah for, um, for passion and yeah. it'll bring you down really quickly uh -huh. which i feel like is the mood because i'm going for like a depressing tone here yeah um what about you what would you serve so i think like um I'm just going to focus on Salome's last dance. Um, so I think that it has to like having like a mixed drink that you make for the evening, mm, I think is the way to go. Drink. Like a theme, like a decadent theme drink, something that you're like, you're holding in an odd shaped glass, mm. like that your hand, like your hand is caressed around it. Like I want to lean into that, like hedonism. Love of it. The moment. I could definitely like see. Um, yeah, like, yeah, like a goblet or like, a, an odd shaped martini glass or mm. I could I could even I could get some triangle vases and just call them bim glasses love that um, I could but, see some kind of an absinthe cocktail yeah mm -hmm. yeah or something something like something melon glowing or apple a weird related. color yeah you can make that for pandies you could make your own pandies cocktail right <laughs> just right without something. the roofies yeah no I don't want to roofie my guests mm. I want With them little, to remember a little bit all of dry ice all of it <laughs> <laughs> that's right something or something that will glow under the black light I, I love think, it would be really mm -hmm. good yeah um, yeah or something something with like a lickable rim. I think something Ooh, like that um, love would that. be yeah. the way that I would go. Pop rocks. Yes. That oh would my be god. So fun. That would be anarchy. You know, yep. drink anarchy. You know, you know what? I got to change my answer because as much as cocaine <laughs> from would be... cocaine. Oh no no only because I want to tie. No, you only get cocaine at no. I, no, I want to tie like it into another cocaine. fantastic movie that has musical numbers. <laughs> so there's a character that looks like. Um, he he looks like a like a cyborg um businessman with a hat in get crazy and he has this <laughs> magic right. briefcase that has like 30 different 30 different colors of pills mm -hmm. yep and he's just he's like the pill like cyborg get crazy <laughs> fucking awesome oh, i've never I, even I, heard of that i want movie. that guy to show oh up at, at the party and just be like look here okay so you've changed your answer from cocaine to pills <laughs> 
pill, pill roulette. Let's do it. So you didn't. I, I thought that. you were actually going to pick a drink. <laughs> nope. Nobody gets any drinks at Anthony's movie night. No. Not even water. Just a heads up, gal. Let's <laughs> not. I'm not saying that's how beautiful disaster screenings go. Um, you will not be required to take cocaine or pills. We will not have any illicit substances of any kind at our. Uh, panel at GalaxyCon in Richmond on March 24th. Yeah, I can't. I I don't know if I will be forced sober still uh, mm. at that point, but I apologize for nothing. Um, I will be as sober as I can be for the panel, but it's going to be a good time regardless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we're going to have so much fun there. Um, I guess we yeah we got got to wrap this 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 up with a bow here. That's true, and um, I just real quick, I would like to restate clearly, um, this uh, our GalaxyCon panels are happening on Friday the twenty fourth at GalaxyCon Richmond Richmond Convention Center. Um, you don't need any sort of special ticket to come to the showing. You just need your your GalaxyCon entrance. Yep. Pass. If you got a pass for the day or for the whole weekend, it's free. Come yep. on in. Yep. Have a good time with us. Yep, 10 p.m. I know there's a lot of stuff going on at the con, but uh, we're going to be screening an awesome movie, and Voyage of the Rock Aliens is a blast. Mm. Yeah, it's a it's a really good time. And um, Amy, real quick, before we start doing our beautiful disaster socials, please tell us where they can find you on the interwebs. I know that um, Deeply Upsetting is, is on a little bit of a hiatus because life yes. has been crazy. Yes. No shame. <laughs> it is going to come back. It's not permanently canceled or anything. Honestly, it's me. Uh, my life has like kind of gotten nuts in the last year or so. And oh, so I when I start to get it back under control, I should be like finishing grad school in the next couple months. That'll <gasps> help a lot. Ooh, yeah. Um, yeah. Hell yeah. Yes. Um, and so things should slow down and we should be bringing it back. But yes, I have a podcast on the Geeks Under the Influence Network um, with Mike the Hobbit uh, called Deeply Upsetting. And it is just that. It's very upsetting improv comedy between the two of us where we um, answer the Internet's most hypothetical upsetting quandaries. See, it's I'm so out of practice. Fun, I don't even remember actually. what the speech is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's super a lot of fun. fun. It's like fun. There's show. episodes that you could w- listen to, you know, in gearing up for us to come back eventually. So yeah. thanks for your patience, don't feel everyone. Bad because uh, this show has never taken any hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. None. We uh, just passed our five-year mark. Like February of 2018, we, mm-hmm. we did our first episode and we're not quite what to 100 you? yet in five years. So... We are, this is why I've called it a periodic podcast. We're doing better now, <laughs> releasing more regularly, we're but... Mm-hmm. Uh, we're trying. Keeping the listeners on their toes, I think, is what you're going for yes. here. We like the element of surprise, mm-hmm. clearly. Indeed. Um, um, thank you so much for being here with thank us. Thank you for having me. What yeah. an absolute treat. Yeah. I love yes. it. A wild ride. Please check out all the other great shows on the GUI network. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, you, you can, can find them at GUIpodcast.com. Correct. Um, and wherever you get your, your podcast, Spotify, mm-hmm. Apple, all that jazz. Leave us a comment, rate, review, any, like... Honestly, even just a star rating is really helpful just to help the podcasts get found. Um, You can find the beautiful disasters um, in all of those same places. Mm -hmm. You can find us on Facebook at Beautiful Disasters Podcast, uh, on Instagram at Beautiful underscore Disasters underscore Podcast. (laughs) Holy crap, is that a mouthful? And we have an email as well. That is correct. Beautiful Disasters Podcast at gmail.com. 
That's Easy. right. Mm-hmm. Shoot us some recommendations for for films. Let us know if you uh, did like an episode, didn't like an episode. Um, give us schlock abuse assignments as long as we can find them. Like if we can stream them, you never know oh, if we we'll do an them. episode on. Oh. <laughs> Bruce just them. said that like he got a thousand yards stare and just said, "Oh, we can find them." I've while found- like tracing the rim of his glass, it was the most like assassin move I've ever <laughs> seen Let, him do. Let's just say like there is a very very small list of things that I have not been able to find. All right, okay. No, I trust and believe in you. If there's if there's one person I believe in to find shit, it's the guy I texted, hey, I just heard about a movie with dinosaurs and cannibals in it, and you immediately texted me back a picture of the cover. That's um, amazing. Even if, even if I need but, to get a movie from the Czech Republic, it will happen. <laughs> and that, I've done that before. I appreciate you. So, um, yep, find us on all those socials, and you can pick up GUI merch and Beautiful Disasters merch from T Public. Yes, indeed. Um, Check it out. So uh, stuff yeah. for all the shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and um, please come to my panel too. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, we will have uh, we will have all kinds of social media like events and stuff set up for everything at GalaxyCon. And we want to thank you for listening. Absolutely. Thank you for being on this ride with us. We appreciate your time and your love. For uh, even your hate sometimes. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> for beautiful disasters, I have been the Groots, and I am Murphy. Oh, and I'm Amy Bogard. Bye. Stay beautiful, you disasters. Thank you for listening. Coming straight from the mouths of madness, I'm Lowdown. I'm F.U. Hunter. Do you love horror? We fucking do. So this is a podcast dedicated to all things in cinematic horror. We're talking movies, television, composers, special effects artists. We're going to fucking cover it. So if you love horror, embrace the madness. In a world with too many reboots and remakes, two men will stop at nothing to make it even worse. Join Mike the Hobbit and Tondi as they play by their own rules while pitching new takes on some of your favorite and least favorite films and TV shows. What podcast would dare to bring this upon the world? This is Smack My Pitch. GUIPodcast.com. <laughs>